And we're coming up 745 on a Saturday morning. You know what that means. Time for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. How are you today, Danny? I am doing quite well. Thank you for asking. I hope you are the same. You know what our friend Charlie Boone used to say, our late friend Charlie Boone, when asked, how are you doing, Charlie? He'd say, Appro- approaching magnificence. That's right. I, <laughs> I always love that, that line. Yes. Well, what approaching the, magnificence. I love it. Well, what are we going to yeah. chat about today? You know what I thought we'd chat about in as much as warmer weather seems in the air? Prosecco. And Prosecco is an unusual phenomenon. Prosecco is a sparkling wine that comes from an area of Italy a little north of Venice. And it, what a revolution it has wrought in the wine world. The area uh, where Prosecco comes from is a well-known wine area. Pliny the Elder in the ancient Rome described the virtues of the wine there. And, of course, the wine then was absolutely nothing like the Prosecco we know today. But it was known as a very good wine-producing area, etc. So th- there's some history there. But the Prosecco that was popular 30 years ago isn't the same Prosecco you're getting today. The Prosecco you're getting today is light, has wonderful minerality, kind of the flavor of uh, green apples, if you will, uh, maybe pear, it has medium acidity, uh, it, it's really a remarkable wine, but this is relatively new. Up until 2000, very little Prosecco came into the United States, and what did wasn't really extremely popular because it wasn't as well made as it is today. Today, in the last 20, 25 years, they have improved the manufacture of Prosecco in phenomenal ways. So we get this wonderful, light, crisp acidity in a very delightful sparkling wine and of course the biggest appeal in my opinion is the price and prosecco also is phenomenally popular last year they shipped from italy 600 million bottles of prosecco now that compares to 315 million bottles of champagne people say well aren't they alike no, they're completely unlike. The only thing they have in common, Prosecco and Champagne, is they're both sparkling wines. Champagne is generally made from uh, Pinot Noir or Pinot Chardonnay uh, grape type. It's grown in an area that's north and a little bit east of Paris. Uh, and Prosecco is grown, grown in that balmy Italy. And it's from an interesting grape called the Galera. Now, Here's a, just a phenomenally interesting story, in my opinion. The Italians were having a hard time with the Australians because the Australians were producing Prosecco, and they claimed they owned the name Prosecco. And, of course, they argued this in court, and the, they said, well, Prosecco is a region, a specific area, you own that, but you don't own the grape type. So the Italian government in 2008 changed the name of the grape type that goes into Prosecco, which was Prosecco, is now Galera. So, and the rule is, if you make Prosecco, 85% of the grape blend has to be the grape Galera, formerly known as Prosecco. So, uh, with that confusion out of the way, the Australians are still making Prosecco. They're still fighting in the EU about the name to it, but uh, most of the other Western countries, wine-producing countries, have agreed that 
Italy owns the name Prosecco, and they make other wines, but they won't call it Prosecco. They'll make a, a Prosecco type. And, and of course, in doing all of this, Prosecco, as I said, became an international sensation. Uh, people flock to it because the price is good and the quality of the wine is very good. They make three types of Prosecco, a Spumante, which is real frizzy, a sparkling, which is what we all love and drink, and a still wine. And the still wine is not very popular, but the one we all love and drink is regular Prosecco, and it's usually in the 10 to $15 category. And so it makes it at a wonderful entry level uh, to enjoy a sparkling wine that will not break the bank. Um, Proseccos are, are make interesting cocktails, too. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, Lemoncello. You put an ounce of Lemoncello, that's a wonderful lemon liqueur that comes from Italy, and three ounces of Prosecco, and you've got a, a delicious aperitif. Another, the other one is uh, Prosecco di Sorona, where you put amaretto in one ounce, and again, three ounces of Prosecco. And you can do that with, uh, make a raspberry one, too, using Chambord, which is a raspberry liqueur, and three ounces of Prosecco. So those drinks are wonderful little uh, drinks. And then a summertime drink or a springtime drink would be maybe a Prosecco 75, which is an ounce of gin, two ounces of lemonade, and three ounces of Prosecco. And it's a very, very refreshing drink, although I would <coughs> caution you to be very careful because, <coughs> pardon me, it, that's a really potential powerful drink with that gin in there as well. And, you know, another good thing about Prosecco is it's extraordinarily food-friendly. Uh, it goes with so many different things because it, it's a light, bright, and refreshing. And as we've talked before, you know, champagne goes with a lot of things that are kind of salty. If you don't believe me, sometime try it with a potato chip. That's the same thing with uh, Prosecco. There are a couple of very good Proseccos that come into the Minnesota market. One is called Baccio della Luna, and another one is Cavatina. Cavatina is well known for it comes in a gold bottle, and it is a wonderful, wonderful Prosecco. Uh, and again, these are all very, very reasonably priced. Uh, the production, as you might guess, has really exploded. In fact, uh, Prosecco might be the reason that's Sparkling wines are so popular at the moment. They have just grown by quantum leap sparkling wine over the last 20 years. And Prosecco's leading the charge. Just 15 years ago, they only sold about 100 million bottles of Prosecco a year in the United States. And today we sell over 350 million bottles of Prosecco. So you can see the growth has just been incredible in a very short period of time. And there's good reason for that. All of the Italian producers are getting in the Prosecco business. Um, people like Santa Margherita, that uh, was well known for its Pinot Grigio, uh, has been making a Prosecco for maybe the past eight or nine years. And it's very good. It's a little pricier than, than most, but it's a very, very good Prosecco. And uh, big, well-known families from Tuscany, the Antonori's, etc., are all getting into the Prosecco business. And why not? It's booming, growing, and it's really a remarkably affordable wine that you just can't help but really enjoy a lot. Uh, it's 
easy on the pocketbook, and of course it's easy to drink and easy to like. And like I say, imagine uh, Prosecco was a grape type, and now it's a geographic area because Italy wants to protect that name of Prosecco so badly in the wine world. And so far they've done a very good job of it. As I said, it's food-friendly, and it makes wonderful aperitifs, just like uh, sparkling wine. But you can, I think when you have a good bottle of champagne, it's almost a shame to add uh, liqueurs to it to, to change the flavor. But when you have an inexpensive sparkling wine, like Prosecco, those amaretto de serono and lemoncello and raspberry mimosa uh, and a Prosecco 75, I think you can do that because the sparkling wine is so inexpensive versus champagne. I mean, we're talking champagne, it's very difficult to find anything for about $30. And with Prosecco, that's the outside range. In fact, some of the Prosecco manufacturers now are trying to make very expensive uh, Proseccos. And one of the reasons Prosecco is so much cheaper than champagne is how it's made. Champagne takes three years to get in the bottle, and the bubbles are fermented in the bottle itself. When you make Prosecco, you can ferment it in a tank. Very little is bottle fermented, and the bottle fermented uh, Proseccos are the ones that demand uh, higher prices in the $20, $30 range. And are they as good as champagne? I don't quite think so, but it's a delightful, refreshing, sparkling wine that'll fit every single pocketbook and make any occasion a little more special. Sparkling wine has a way of doing that, and Prosecco is the affordable way to have sparkling wine, as everybody is discovering. Outstanding. Say, Jack, I was thinking, uh, in fact, I got an email, I I left it up in my office, about um, salmon and uh, pairing uh, Pinot Noir. And they wanted to know, is there something not better, but different that one could have with, you know, planking salmon, things like that. What, what else well, would be a Beau, good pair? Beaujolais would be very good to have with that. And, uh, of course, a buttery Chardonnay would be wonderful, particularly if you're going to uh, plank it but, uh, with a cedar plank. But with cedar planking, that really got its start. You know, it was an Indian recipe from the, uh, from the Oregon area, and they'd put out this uh, on green cedar strips, uh, they'd skewer the whole salmon sides and set it over coals so it kind of smoked as it cooked. And it, it seemed to be a natural with Oregon Pinot Noir. And it still is. And I think that plank salmon, cedar plank salmon, just is a natural to have with Pinot Noir. But like I say, you could try a Beaujolais or you could try a, a nice buttery Chardonnay would be also very, very good to have with salmon that's planked in cedar. All right. Well, good. I'll I'll reply to that. Thanks very much. Uh, well, Jack, I was thinking, too, about folks that may be new today. We're always getting new listeners. And maybe they're unaware that Haskell's has been around for how many years now, that family-run business? Eighty-five years. Wow. Today is a very special day. It is. It's the start of our spring wine sale. And what a sale that is. It's the biggest wine sale in the Twin Cities area, and it starts right today, and you can go into any Haskell store and taste dozens of wines. It's our big grand tasting. It starts at around lunchtime today and goes all through the afternoon and early evening, and you'll get to try dozens and dozens of different wines. 
And the sale wines are just tremendous. We have over 30 wines where you buy one, get the second one absolutely free. And there's a Haskell's near you where you can visit and taste the vineyards of the world today. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, Fairbolt, right off of 35. Our super seller in Maple Grove is not to be missed. In Minneapolis, there's free parking on Saturday and Sunday. In Minnetonka at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. If you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And it'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our spring, uh, summer fly, our spring flyer at your leisure because we've got some tremendous wines that are on sale. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver. We're the wine people. And I tell you, I got that in the mail the other day, and it's in my office at home. Uh, and I know uh, maybe as a side note, I missed wishing Bo a happy birthday. Would you would you do that for us here in CCO? I certainly will. Forty three years ago yesterday, that bouncing boy popped into the world. He's just a kid. <laughs> just you a boy. <laughs> oh, fine. Well, you please wish him our best. I from from CCO. All right, Jack. Let's talk one week from today, and let's see if we can get even warmer temperatures out there. Okay, I'm going to look forward to All that. All right, thank you, Jack.